Elvis, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. My name's Morgan, and I'm joined by my ridiculously unattractive partner, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, just... Okay, Matt said we got to He's got a one. face made for podcasting, they always said. <laughs> uh, very true, very true. We're all very high energy today on the podcast because we've each done a line of coke. Just kidding. We just finished watching the latest Elvis Presley biographic film by the beautiful man known formally as baz lerman thank you <laughs> australia's own baz lerman tell us about him matt and the film <laughs> well as you remember when the trailer dropped we kind of covered all this so now we're just going to talk about the new movie sweet <laughs> righteous this is this is no this is too off the rails no it's not we're losing it it's okay we'll bring it back in we'll bring it back in so the reason we're so excited is because <laughs> This is it. This is pretty much the, the final end, episode. The end point. Wow. Matt, that's so sad. What are we going to do? Where will people go to get their Elvis information and understanding and love? Honestly, there are a lot of other Elvis podcasts. <laughs> yeah, ones that, that are that true, actually. actually dedicated to being weekly uh and uh <laughs> are deeply unproblematic they'll cover yeah. everything not just the movies but like every single album like there's more <laughs> sorry <laughs> you mean like, i mean just every week you know when we got it when we were doing this weekly it was always you know the directors and the cinematographers and the actresses and the the minutiae and you telling me that there's even more stuff that other podcasts can possibly speak on yeah wow. always you know Ladies and gentlemen, don't listen to Matt. Just do yourself a favor. Go back and watch the first episode of this podcast and just the second episode and the third and just just rewatch the podcast. Don't even bother trying to get Elvis from anywhere, but drip fed to you from us. Where would you like to start? No, I was going to say because of the new movie, obviously that drummed up renewed interest in Elvis. So we're actually like, we haven't done anything for like a few like over a month with the <laughs> podcast but we're still getting a steady stream of listeners oh my so god that's it just, so righteous we don't really need to do, like we'll <laughs> we'll put this away it'll be its own like limited series which is fine and then it'll just keep on it'll be that out there and people will find think, it and listen to it here's what i think we should do i think 10 years from now we should we should here's what we should do after this is over we should stop speaking to one another we'll just never ever ever speak to each other ever again mm -hmm. and 10 years from now we will sit down and break the silence and watch bubba hotep on the eve of halloween and make one final episode and that will be our gift to the elvis community what do you say maybe maybe <laughs> anyways I remember what we did last episode, which was our big wrap-up. We said, we're probably not going to spend too much time on Baz Luhrmann's <laughs> thing. It's probably going to be like a quick mini episode. That, you said it was going to be like a quick mini episode. Yeah. Something tells me it's not going to be like that. No, I have a feeling it's going to be a full-length episode. Which is fine. It'll definitely not go over an hour because I will still be <laughs> diligent in my editing, as always. Okay. You do a great job editing, too. So oh, I got you. faith in you. Yeah, you do a great job. 
honestly, if it weren't for your editing, I don't think anybody would listen to us because it's literally just me laughing at my own jokes and interrupting your movie facts for 50 minutes. So there's a lot of dead space sometimes (laughs) where we're just like, oh, let me look that up. Type, 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 type. <laughs> and we spent five minutes. So, uh, yeah, like, where, where, where do you want to start? Where do you want to... How do you, how, how did you like the movie, Matt? Tell let's, us how Yeah, you, let's set the did scene. Did you like it so much you, you watched it a second time in theaters? You know I did, Morgan. You're just <laughs> throwing that out there. Here's what happened. Uh, my parents were actually... I'll let, I'll let my on, co-host no, uh, get, no, compose herself. <laughs> Don't mind me. So my parents were visiting. They were in town. They drove across to see me. And uh, oh my god! So this was around yeah, because I know it was before Canada Day because Canada Day long weekend. We did a whole thing. It was, it was very nice. It was very lovely. Mm-hmm. But while we were there down, I was like, oh well, this is perfect timing. The Elvis movies in theaters. So let's all go see it together. So I got to see it with my folks. Ah, that's nice. And so that was the first viewing. And then I did do a few weeks later, and it was still in theaters. And in fact. Morgan and I were talking just before the show started to start recording, and it's still playing in theaters as we speak. Crazy. Which is amazing. Yeah. The longevity. I'm really pleased to hear it. We'll get into like brief box office stuff later. Cool. I don't care as much, but I was just happy that it's done well because I. Yeah. Even though it's like a big major movie from like a big studio, I feel like, oh, it's the underdog. I hope it does well. And it's, the marketing was like insane for this movie. Of course it, it, it worked out. Yeah. But there was also that question of whether it would appeal to a broad right. demographic and they could get the kids. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Because I think, you know, honestly, I think a lot of people don't realize, I think I'm wondering now, maybe is Elvis more popular today than maybe you and I thought? Could that be, you know, the way it is? I think he's just evergreen. Just Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I met a kid the other day in downtown Toronto and his name started with some letter of the alphabet that I don't remember. And he, well, he was at this party and, you know, he turned to me and he was like the the supremes the diana ross and the supremes are the best band that i've ever heard of and i was like right on brother so if little tiny babies like that person can have good you know be big fans of that old school stuff then i think that maybe elvis is maybe more popular than than we even realize that's my hot take Thanks for tuning in for the show. And you can all go. That's it for us. Sad. Elvis has left the movies. Uh, thank you. Thank okay, you no. Much. Let's. Uh, <laughs> no, but yes, it's true. How about you? I know. I loved it, actually. You saw it at the theater as well? I did. Yeah. Matt was so gracious to actually purchase a ticket for me because I'm a little poor. I, I have a hard time spending big, big money dollars on it. Honestly, it was, I believe, a Tuesday. So it was a cheap Tuesday. And. The Toronto prices, my God, I wish wow. I was getting those kind of ticket prices over wow, here really? in Vancouver. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, it was like double oh, usually. holy shit. So, no problem. Well, thank you very much, and I super appreciate it because I really liked the movie. I actually really enjoyed it. I was a little skeptical at first. I was confused about Austin Butler and his weird face. <laughs> He's yeah, got a nice a- face. Austin Butler, your face is wonderful, but it's no Elvis Presley. You know? I think the bottom line is every single review, whether positive or negative, still said yeah. that he was amazing. And here's the- He did a great job. And this is how good his performance is, is that he had an uphill battle. From the beginning, he has to. Mm-hmm. we had to transcend the fact that he doesn't really look anything like Elvis. Yeah. We were talking about it when that first trailer and we first see him, like his nose is too narrow. He's just got like a narrow- yeah, face it's overall, yeah, much more angular, and it just it worked. My mom was as skeptical as you were, and she said yeah. at the end like he completely won me over. And yeah, I it's... I really 
I remember specifically too when they were doing the older scenes and mm-hmm. um, there was a lot going on there. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I could really see this as Elvis. Like, I could definitely, definitely, I'm feeling it, you know? Yeah. I'm feeling it. And I will say, you know, honestly, it was so fun to see Elvis alive again. It really, he really felt alive in some spots, which was so nice. Yeah, the movie's out on digital now, and I have revisited just the scene where he's setting up the Vegas residency. He's getting the band together, and he's, he's doing his whole intro, and it's just so, it's just like, that's that's him. There it is. Yeah. He's like calling all the members of the group at, one at a time. He's like, okay, give me more bass, and do the thing, and then when the drums come in, and he's going like, ha, ha, ha. Like that's yeah, it just yeah. oh chills. It's so good. Yeah, it was really really great. The performances were wonderful. I I want to specifically let's let's get out our forks and knives. Let's get out the dinnerware because I want to dig in specifically to the way the framing and the cinematography captured what it was about Elvis and the times that was so tasty and sumptuous and sexy and all and all those crazy crazy things and um and how it captured how that didn't mesh with the times and why it was such a big deal and i want to say like the way that the film something that i didn't know actually i actually didn't know this that part of the reason why people didn't want elvis on stage was because he was so like black musicians and mm-hmm. the sound of their music was so because he took from a lot of black musicians and communities and appropriated that into his own music and I didn't realize at the time that that in and of itself was a contentious issue for the public I actually didn't know that and it was really amazing to see it I'm glad that they didn't pussyfoot away from it mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I love the, I don't know how to explain it, but the scene where like the camera zooms in on his bing bong ding dong as he's goofing around and dancing and whatever, like you don't see anything. You really don't see like, you know, a lot of movies would kind of give you a little outline or something silly <laughs> like that, right? But they don't do that because that wasn't what was yeah, really people were required. just so people were just buttoned down and uh, repressed. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing to to see like unfold and come alive. And it makes me wonder if he didn't talk to like a lot of people, a lot of older folks and fans. As far as I know, yeah, there was extensive research done. Yeah, like because he really got it. Case in point, we got to give one hundred percent props to all the like production design because this whole movie was shot in Australia. Oh, my God. Yeah, not a single shot was done in <laughs> the U.S. Shit. So they recreated Bill Street, and they recreated all these locations just on wow. sound stages and stuff. And, like, I didn't for a second question it the whole time. And all the costume design, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah the costume design was just heavenly. This oh is the thing, God. isn't it? Like, this is why this is, this is the logical grand finale for this podcast is because we want to end on a high note where we talk about something we love because it was good. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's why, really, we That's should cut true. our losses and just stop after this because... It, it would be really sad if our last episode was Change of Habit. That would exactly. Be it's like, do not... Because you should spend as much time watching the Elvis movies as this movie spent talking about the Elvis movies, which was like literally a 30-second yeah. montage where they said, and then he went to Hollywood and he made a bunch of crap. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Yeah, true. That's true. But I still did appreciate that little touch. 
just that little yeah let's talk about the sad parts let's talk about how fucking depressing it was that we lost this wonderful musician because of somebody else's greed mm-hmm. oh my gosh oh wait, I, oh wait actually that's yeah. okay go ahead no no go ahead the only thing i didn't like about this movie was i felt that they weren't mean enough to tom parker <laughs> Okay. I was going to ask you, because this actually, yeah, more than anything else, this is the biggest point of contention. What did you feel about having him be like the point of the unreliable narrator point of view character? I think it was a fun concept, but they could have done more framing wise and cinematography wise to reinforce that idea because there were some things that happened specifically. I remember the scene where he's like talking about being the snowman and he's making it Mm -hmm. snow and making it rain. And I think that it was probably a very accurate recreation of how he saw himself, but we know the truth of what he was and i think it just didn't quite connect those two things together which is i which is i think i i really you know it's i'm not as bothered by it because it was a creative choice to put it from tom parker's perspective Mm -hmm. but it was very difficult to do yes he was going to do that right and at the same time that he stuck the land sure stick the landing right but at the same time people have brought up like any inconsistencies can just be chalked up to the fact that well this is what tom parker remembers yeah but that's and so really lazy i know it's a cop-out i know but it's it's still in a way it was a really like fun move because then like any weird timeline stuff or just right can be attributed to Ah, for the people that are real sticklers yeah yeah you're always gonna get those real stickler fans eh (laughs) i'm glad that they haven't shown up to this podcast we do like the attention but i'm i'm just dreading the day where somebody comments under one of our movie episodes and is like actually this was the wrong thing that you said and you are a fool and good day to you (laughs) i'm just like dreading i will share we did get one message on twitter Uh oh a negative piece of constructive criticism let's say okay let's do it uh i gotta find i'm not afraid of criticism good because it's it's specifically aimed at no it's aimed at you specifically it's just oh it it should be i don't know why (laughs) anyone would tune into this podcast and have anything mean to say about you you're a nice normal person so it should be aimed at me i'm also the one that's going around being like blah 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 racism and bigotry blah 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 what do you think about that blah blah it was pretty much like i just finished listening to the jailhouse rock episode and matt couldn't get a word in edgewise because morgan was just harping on how like gay the movie was like let the man speak (laughs) fair criticism yeah i'll agree with you yeah i agree with you Bro, I, 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 there are some times where like I'm brave enough to rewatch the episodes because I'm like, yeah, I can do it. But then I start hearing myself and I'm like, no, <laughs> no. So <laughs> give that man a thumbs up, please, because he is correct. <laughs> okay, so here it is. I've got the tweet open. So this is from Walker on Twitter. Okay. And you got to knock him some points because <laughs> he called you Megan. <laughs> he said, oh, I've no! just. This is the full. This is why I wanted to say. I've just listened to the Jailhouse Rock episode. I don't think Matt got a word in as Megan used the word gay over eighty times. Let the man speak. Well, at this point, I'm not convinced that he watched the episode at all because if he did, he would know that my name is Morgan. Why would you call me that? Now it happens all the time. He's right. He's absolutely right, though. We've already said this. He's right. Give that man a like. He's completely right. I don't <laughs> Even when I've he's wrong, said- he's right. 
So <laughs> your name is more Megan now, and you can't do anything about it. Sorry. <laughs> Call me Megan and slap me gay because that's exactly what I did. <laughs> uh, oh god, do you think he made it to the Gregory Pecker episode of like the outtakes, or do you think he just never came back after that episode? <laughs> uh, unclear. Leave us a comment if you got past the Gregory Pecker episode, please. I want to know because I sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I didn't get through it and I was there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've talked about Oh yeah, we were going to get sad. Were we? Because oh, we were talking about Colonel Tom Parker and about his point of view from the movie and how that affected the movie. Yes. But to be honest, yeah. No, fuck Tom Parker. How about so okay, what about Tom Hanks himself? Cuz that is another big thing where people are like was this yeah. like a bad performance? from two-time Oscar winner Tom Hanks? Yeah, that's a tough one because I have never seen or heard anything from Tom Parker. Well, I can tell so you he doesn't... Sh- he doesn't sound the same. No, no. He doesn't do it, no? This acts, well, th- then it's a bad performance. <laughs> no, 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 because I will say within this... He made some strong choices, but within this voice that he decided to go with as far as like an accent... I think it was fairly consistent. Yeah, it was consistent. There might have been one or two times where I almost thought I heard just like regular Tom Hanks coming through, but I mean. Yeah. To be I, fair, it's hard not to be Tom Hanks when you're Tom Hanks. Exactly. You like, could put, kick him in makeup and all the things like he still looks like him. And that's, I think that was the thing. Con- there was like an uncanny valley element and also the voice people couldn't get past. But I think people saying that it was a bad performance, I don't know. I think he was still good in it. I, I don't think it was a necessarily bad performance. I think it was... I don't know. I didn't like it anyway, but I don't know. I, d- I don't think it's a bad performance, I guess. You know, Tom Hanks has got a lot going on. Leave leave him alone. <laughs> leave? Nice can't him. people stop can't, can't attacking Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks Beloved national treasure <laughs> Tom Hanks. You know, America's this, dad, Tom Hanks. How would you feel if you were good, if you stepped on Forrest Gump? That's what you're doing when you step on Tom Hanks. Yeah, no, I, I, it was fine. I just, I honestly, as much as I love this movie, I think I would have loved it more if it had gone down a Quentin Tarantino wrote where it's like an alternative history and like Elvis shows up with like a, a an AK-47 well, and just like blast Tom Parker away. Yeah, no, the, um, the upcoming, that Netflix animated show that we've talked yeah, about, it's still have, happening. It's, it's going to happen. Is Tom Parker one of the bad guys? I don't know. I, he should be. But that's like... That's your full, like, fanfic. Yeah. Elvis was secretly a secret agent for the government. He had a jetpack and was like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I love it. But it's funny you brought that up because, well, first of all, Austin Butler, that was his big breakout, was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, he played shit. one of the Manson guys. He was Tex at the end. Oh, cool. Who says, I'm the devil. I'm here to do the devil's work. And then Brad Pitt goes, nah, something oh, dumber than that. I see. I see. But also, I feel like we didn't go full Tarantino revisionist history. Right. But it was like there there was a catharsis because at the end when he's calling Tom Parker out right. for illegally coming into the country and you don't even have a passport, like none of that actually happened. He went to right. his grave not knowing how screwed over he was. Oh, really? I mean, he knew, obviously, just because he was stuck in this prison of Vegas and stuff, but he didn't know anything about the like the why or any of the backstory and stuff. Wow. So I do like that the, the movie gave him this version yeah. where he was at least calling him out on all the crap mm. and like talked back to him and actually like, right. 
gave him the chance to say what he should have said. Put in a few few good hits before. Yeah. I like that scene. I like the way he stuck the microphone in his mouth and he was like, ah, fired. Yeah. 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 Everyone's, that's another thing. This movie's got the longevity because like it, there's some memes coming out, which is always fun to see. <laughs> yeah. The memes. Oh my God. That is so tight, bro. Memes of Elvis from a <laughs> new Elvis movie from 2022. Fuck, yeah. Because there's a lot of the, like the actual footage from his concerts where he does the microphone deep throat. Let's just call it what it is. And uh, like he just, <laughs> it was just a fun, he just liked goofing around. And so people were just awesome, like, man. this is insane that this is a real man who really did this. Wow. And it's like, I thought the movie just made that up. And it's like, nope. <laughs> That's awesome. Also, what else did you like? Wait, no, I just want to, okay. the last thing for memes is that the main scene that's getting all the memeing, which is just very good, is the, yeah. they call it the he's white clip. Which is when they're playing Elvis on the radio, and then they're like, "Why would they allow him on the hayride?" And then it does the like dramatic zoom in on Cody Smith McPhee, who's like, "That's the thing, he's white." <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then everyone just goes, "He's white." That's awesome. And so yeah, I love I just, it. Oh, so happy. So yes, love it. Wonderful. Yeah, glad to see it's getting meme. We had some comments, by the way, from our Facebook friends. Mm. One of us sent us a, a comment. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he wanted to let us know that he and his girlfriend were also watching the Elvis movies together. Godspeed, you crazy kids. We following along with the podcast and watching the movies. And they he just sent me a message very recently. And this poor man, this shell of a human being, he washed up on the shores of Facebook Messenger and he said, uh, uh, I finished watching the movies. Thank you. And then he just passed away. All 31? All 31. And Mad lad. And then he died in the sand. He just, oh. It was it was a thing of beauty to watch him on his journey and be there for the final moments. My goodness. Yeah. Congratulations, dude. And it was funny, too, because he was like, I don't know why, but I did. <laughs> I yeah, like, you, and, <laughs> you and us both. Yeah. just Same. <laughs> we thought it was a good idea at the time. We are now 31 movies worth of time that we can never get back. Or I guess more like 30, maybe like, maybe like 29 movies worth of time. So, um, any, what, what kind of, you know, what was your favorite thing that was like a small thing? Tell me about the little tiny bits. The uh, right. Homages. What did I, what did I specifically want to bring up? Like, I love that he knew BB King. That, that yeah, that's, cool. that was real. There's, there's, you can find the actual picture of them hanging out. Yeah. I didn't know that. I like. I, I and there's that wait there's it. that scene near the end where they show him like at a press conference and he's with Fats yeah. Fats Domino and he says this is the real yes. king of rock and roll and that was also yeah. that was a real thing so that's awesome man. yeah so I do wonder about like I wonder what the black community thinks about the history and context of this movie I don't think I have enough skin in the game because <laughs> I don't have any <laughs> to like comment um, anything that's like you know interesting or good to comment on but i it would be interesting to hear some feedback on that that's fair i did like the direction that they went through but i wonder maybe if i only liked it because i am not black so maybe if you were black and you watched this movie you had a different opinion but i'd sure like to know if you would if you would comment, like, subscribe, and hit that <laughs> smash subscribe button. <laughs> it's like, I know this episode is the last episode and we're not putting out any more content, but like <laughs> somehow keep it alive. <laughs> no, um, I'm just kidding. Yeah, because like when we've talked about the movies that Elvis actually did, the framing device that 
has been used in a lot of those movies has been pretty easy to read in terms of its behavior and attitude towards black people. And I wonder if that, you know, has to do with the, the fact that it's a visual media and not the appropriated white version of black music. Do you know what I mean? Perhaps, I think. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know. Anyway, it, it would be nice to know because I don't really know. To be honest, this is one of the few times. Usually, I have an opinion on it because it's so easy to see in the movies sure. what they're trying to say and what they're trying to represent. With a movie like this, it's a little bit more difficult because it engages with the dialogue. But my question isn't whether it did a good job or a bad job of it. It's whether it got the full gist of it. Did it really encompass the way? black communities felt about Elvis Presley because I always felt like there were some black communities that really didn't like Elvis Presley. I think, yeah, there's definitely going to be both sides. Yeah. I would be interested to hear an opinion from both sides. And we only got one side from this movie is what I'm trying to say. Not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a fact. That's just just what happened. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. I loved, oh my God, the fashion. It was so good. Yes. So did you know that Baz Luhrmann's wife is also the costume designer? They're I like didn't know that. a super power couple. Yeah, she's done like, I think she worked on all his movies. Oh, that's wonderful. I wanted to say like, I can't think of anything specifically, but I could tell there was, there was a few times where I was looking at the construction of women's dresses and they made some decisions that weren't quite correct there was parts in the movie where he's younger and the fashion takes some liberties which i think was a good thing to do actually there were some scenes where they really hammed up the fashion and there were some things like they could they i don't know how to explain it but you could tell on certain costumes they made certain things bigger or smaller to be more emblematic of the the sensibility of the times like you know hair was really big in the 60s but it wasn't sometimes it wasn't that big you know they yes. make it really big just to be like it was big baby it was like yeah <laughs> it was okay but uh you know i think there was one like the sideburns were like huge and i was like i don't think i remember them being that big but maybe they were i don't know that's i think why it's it's good fashion because i can't tell there's some parts where I can be like it's extra but there's other parts where I'm like uh, was that extra I don't know the point being I just want to I looked her up because I don't want to just call her Baz Luhrmann's wife how disingenuous Catherine oh, yes yeah Kath, Catherine Martin she's won a few Oscars duh uh yeah but they've been married since 97 but they worked together like all the way back to Strictly Ballroom like even before Strictly wow. Ballroom like, he was doing like the stage show that that became so that's just great I love it I can I can see did she also work at, on um Gatsby yeah, Gatsby. Yes. <laughs> I, I think that, okay, I'm going to explain this to the to the audience because I, I'm pretty sure I've done this a few times. There's a couple of times where I'm trying to think of The Great Gatsby as a movie and I can't think of what it is. So I'll just look at Matt and I'll raise a champagne glass. So do the Leo, the Leo meme. <laughs> yeah, I'll do the Leo meme. So funny. Oh my God. Like, yeah, she's wonderful then. She's absolutely wonderful because the, the outfits in that movie were stunning Mm -hmm. simply stunning she seems to have a real eye for capturing the texture of fabrics and combining their texture with other elements to represent the feeling 
of the times that the movie is trying to express. There's times where like they they'll be wearing dresses that should be like plain cotton right. dresses, but they'll be made out of silk or chatung or something a little bit like a really really nice fabric that they certainly would not have had access to or would have purchased for the type of clothes. I'm talking like, you know, like when the mom is like living in the apartment and mm-hmm. There's just certain things that they they chose textures sure. that would catch light differently, and it was so fun. It was so fun. Like every little part of the costumes was meticulously looked after. Thank you so much, Catherine. Yeah. In the end, it was like go for the visuals above oh, all yeah. above all else. That that was what they're thinking. That, oh, that's that where they should. The that's the, that was the priority. Yeah, that's where. One it should thing be. I wanted to, to talk about too, mm-hmm. which is very difficult. I, I don't know if it's difficult, maybe, but it seems to be when they're doing like older films set in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, they have a tendency to brown things out Mm. because most of us remember a really neutral palette for some reason. We were sold this concept in like media that the 70s and 60s was really brown. But there was a lot of really, really, really vibrant colors that were being worn at that time that you don't see anymore in today's fashion because the way we dye certain fabrics is just gone. Yeah. Like the technology for print cotton specifically is like slowly just disappearing because it's so, you can't get print fabric the way that you used to anymore. And you can really see that this fabric was sourced very carefully or maybe it was even hand dyed or something because the vibrancy of some of those patterns and colors was just out of this world Catherine what are you doing you mad lad you're killing me I just spent all movie being like man I want to dress like Elvis I want to dress like Elvis's girlfriend I want to dress like Tom Parker too though I want to dress like Elvis (laughs) just that nonstop. uh Let's talk about more characters. Sure. Let's talk about Big Mama Thornton. Oh my god. And Little Richard. Yeah. That was great. So great. All like yeah, every actor just top notch. Good stuff. Yeah. I wonder I think the framing of Little Richard was interesting because it was super sexualized. And I think that that's there's some accuracy to that, but I've noticed that like there it's really easy to fall into the sexualization of the race versus like the objective sexuality of the individual it's really hard for some reason for like a lot of filmmakers to not do that Mm. they'll take like an individual who is a very sensual individual like for instance like elvis like think of the scenes that elvis is in and the way they're framing him and his body and the relationship to the crowd and then think of the framing that they use for the black musicians it's slightly different there's a tone there's a a something there that's slightly different i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing either to be honest You'd have to tell me. But I thought, I don't know. There was something about that that made me stop and be like, oh, there's that was an interesting choice that they made to be more blatantly sexually objectifying towards <laughs> black people. <laughs> Did I, or maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. It's a very tense movie. So there's, you know. I, Part I, of I me really is just like, I'm pretty sure that was just Little Richard. That he was just. Could be. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. Dialed it it's up. Just, 
it's just a trope in a lot of movies where they're like, wow, black music was so exciting and sensual and crazy. And how, how should we depict that on film? And it's like, show them taking off their clothes and dancing all sweaty. I mean, it's, it's hot. It's hot down on Beale Street. I know, but there's <laughs> other ways to depict sensuality, hey. right? Other than bodily objectification. And if they can do it for Elvis... They can do it for Little Richard, <laughs> is what I'm trying to get at. You know, there, I'm sure there's other performances of Little Richard that inspired the women folk to uh, go crazy, go stupid. <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, maybe I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't know much about it. Talking out of my ass, kind of. So you know, just something to think about while you guys try to. What do you guys eat these days, audience? What do you cheese and crackers? I don't know. Tomato soup? Grilled cheese? Do you think we have a really older audience and they just eat like soft food? Applesauce? I mean, we I thought I'm pretty sure we've talked about the analytics before. I can see that. Yeah, we what have are them. they? Oh yeah. It, we we what skew it's a skewing it's an older audience, okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, Which is if your applesauce has gone cold, something put to it behold. back in the microwave and that will make sense if you're old or if you're young. <laughs> and if you're twenty, get out of here. Why don't you go get some sunshine? Get the fuck out of here. We don't want you here. Why don't you go, I don't know, flip a cow or something? Shit. <laughs> Matt, leave this part in. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime she says that, that's going to, that's automatic. That's how like, I know it's going to be cut. <laughs> yeah. We've only got so much time. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, Tell us more. So I want to bring up, okay, I'm going to talk about, there's the part at the ending. Yeah. When he gets on the plane and then he does, he has this monologue. Do you remember this? Yeah. He talks about the bird that's got no legs and so it has to stay all its life on the air. Yeah. And then when it, the only time it lands is to die. Right. So that's from a movie, by the way. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's a, there's a connection there. But I will say that this is, let me set the scene for the second time I saw Elvis. Okay. I was, there was a, a group of, what, what is it? What, what do you want to say? I'm thinking, I'm thinking about that guy commented about how I said gay times. And I thought, shit, we should put that as the flavor text under the episode to get people to watch it. Matt doesn't get so- a word in uh, because Morgan keeps saying gay 80 times. Because Megan, sorry, Megan says. Yeah, Megan says gay 80 times. It's so great. Morgan had to Sorry, sit out this episode, so we replaced her with Megan, and uh, boy, howdy. Oh, shit. Sorry, Matt. I didn't mean to throw off your That's group. okay. So ahead of me, like in the row in front of me, was this trio of, I will say, 20, 30-somethings. You know how it's like impossible to judge at a certain yes, point? Yes, I know. I like, know. I'm, I don't I mean, even know how I old I am ever anymore. Ever since I was like 28... Yeah. I haven't been able to like appropriately look at like anyone under the age of twenty five and realistically. But I'm I I feel safe to say that they were like our contemporaries. Yes. So they were there and they were cracking up at that part. <laughs> Just well they and then they like as the credits were rolling and the like the movie was over they were like replaying that part talking about what if that was his final words. He just started going on this monologue like and then it was this bird and he didn't have no <laughs> legs and it was very funny. <laughs> And to be fair, I did think that was odd when I first saw it, and then I had to look it up because, as much as I'm a big cinephile, apparently Baz Luhrmann pulled a pulled one over on me because I did not, I was not familiar with the specific film. Wow, it's a lesser known Marlon Brando film. Oh, directed by Sidney Lumet. It actually got added to our favorite, the Criterion Collection. Oh shit, your favorite, and it's called The Fugitive Kind. Came out in 1960. Which, if I want to pull the strings, because yeah. I haven't done that this episode yet. 
Okay. There's a part where during the montage where they're talking about the Hollywood years, Colonel Tom Parker says he could have been as good as Brando, but you didn't want to see that. Right. And when they're talking about the good as Brando part, it's the Flaming Star. Right. And so Flaming Star came out in 1960. The Fugitive Kind came out in 1960 and stars Brando. Oh, maybe. So if we want to take a stretch, there might be like, there's the connective tissue. But also because we know mm. that Elvis, as a young man, was like obsessed with James Dean and Marlon Brando and... Yeah. Wanted to be a big movie star like them. Who wouldn't? Those dudes were hot. Sure. Just I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> what was this about objectifying? Anyways, the point is, yeah. um, this is based on a Tennessee Williams play. Oh. So Marlon Brando has a monologue, and it's really cool. It's all shot like in in a wonder, and uh, they do like interesting thing where the lighting changes as it goes. Like apparently in the behind the scenes, it was it took like 19 takes to get it. Because oh, like because like it was like Marlon Brando was nervous and there's a lot of too many. dialogue and but it's like all the camera move is all put in but yeah yeah so he talks about the bird that has to live on the air weird it's weird man it's weird how they just took that from another movie and we're like this is the end yeah i don't know it was an interesting choice but i'm just giving context for people who might have been like that trio that were just like what the hell is that about <laughs> right yeah because it is funny <laughs> The way they yeah, were doing the thing. I, I appreciate it. I thought so too. Like, I remember watching it and being like, oh, okay. Because, yeah, because, <laughs> like, you see the plane, like, get, oh, like, go into the horizon, like, past the clouds, and then it just, like, yeah. the text pops up, being like, and then Elvis died, and it's like, well, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I think the decision to end it there was kind of an okay one, though. To, as well. to end the Elvis story after he's passed away? <laughs> yeah. No, no. I feel no, like that was a good choice, too, Morgan. <laughs> no. <laughs> After he got on the plane. Sure, yes. <laughs> Jeez. I do. Oh, here, let's talk about something topical. Okay, I don't know. No. You're going to talk about how you wanted to see him taking the big poop on the toilet and you didn't get your no, dr- dramatic no, shot of him keeling over. I didn't over. want to. No. Okay. Nobody wanted that. God. You obviously Is weren't on you, Reddit Matt, you when sicko? the trailer first dropped. Fucking weirdo. Shit, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> No, I want to talk about the insidious nature of Elvis's fucking dad. The way that he completely failed his kid. Yeah. Uh, it, I think it's very topical because there's a lot of people right now discussing how parents get involved in their children's fame and mm. how it just all goes sideways. It's rough. And gets all fucked up. Like, weren't the Culkins like that? Yes. And um, that girl that just recently released the book. Mm-hmm. What was her name? I don't remember. Uh, Jeanette McCurdy. Yes, Jeanette McCurdy. Anyway, lots, lots of stuff like that. So it was good to see. I'm glad that they put that in there. But again, you know, you f- you almost, the way the movie is set up, you almost feel like Elvis's dad is worse than frickin' Tom Parker, which wasn't the truth, you know? I think they had, they should have had a shot in the movie where they ran him over with a steamroller. Like in Austin good. Powers? Yeah. Uh... yeah. <laughs> or uh, maybe they could have had a shot where they just put him in tar and then stuck the chicken feathers on him and made him run around. That would have been good, too. Or um, maybe he gets eaten by dogs. That would have been good, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but instead, he lived and died only very recently. Yeah. Which was lame. <laughs> Dem- Dems the brakes. We should, yeah, so we should point out That's that... life, kids. Yeah. If there's any 12-year-olds watching this podcast, buckle in because it's just this for now and forever. Because... Uh, when I um was a child finished watching the movie for the first time with my folks, we came back home and then I watched the John Carpenter TV movie Elvis with uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, 
How was that? It was great. Oh. It's actually only like ten, 10 minutes longer than oh. the Baz version, really. But it's it's like slower paced and it's very much like a 70s TV movie feel. Right. And they end with him in 1970, like mounting that first year in Vegas. Oh, I see. This is like the first major film to really tackle the decline and the like all the way to the death. Right. Because even like the right. Jonathan Reese Myers TV miniseries was literally called like Elvis the early years. And it was just, I think it ended with the, right. com- the comeback special even earlier. Yeah. There was one TV movie with Don Johnson, surprisingly, playing Elvis. Uh, I think this is before Miami Vice even. And that was called Elvis and the Beauty Queen. And it was about Linda Thompson, who he was in a relationship with for a while. That was another thing that people, but there's only so much time as well. Yeah. But it wasn't included that this was like anyth- anyone other than Priscilla. Because there were like yeah. at least two other major women in his later years in his life um, yeah. that have written books and all these things. I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and my grandma was the other. <laughs> and also speaking of Priscilla, that was like the other main thing that if we if they were going to tiptoe around anything, they were, they, we yeah. knew that they were going to tiptoe around that. And so... Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if Elvis came back from the dead, but he was like not like a zombie... And he asked you to buy you a drink under the pretext of taking you home. Do you think you would, what would you say? Um, I, maybe I'd politely decline. Oh, really? I just want to have a conversation. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm not in for any funny business, Mr. Presley. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. To each his own. Oh, uh, what would I do if Elvis came back to life? <laughs> oh, yeah. And he bought mm-hmm. me, wanted to buy me a drink under the pretext of going home with him that night. I'd probably, um, I'd probably decline as well, actually. I'm not really attracted to Elvis. I want to be Elvis. It's different. Yeah. But I don't want to be like all of Elvis all the time, though. I will say that, just so you guys know. I only want to be Elvis sometimes when I'm dancing and singing. And that's it. Okay? Sound good? <laughs> we got that settled? Okay, good. Got that? Good. So, moving on to our next topic. Uh, was there anything notable about the, <laughs> the uh, cinematography? No, no. Let's the... talk about the music. Oh, oh yes. Like, as as okay. Because that is just as important as anything else. And the it was, freaking... yeah soundtrack which fun. i've listened to a few times since seeing the movie yeah is uh as the kids say full of bangers like there's some really good remixes <laughs> full of sausages what the fuck bangers and mash they got it all oh shit damn son is it creamy <laughs> <laughs> why you gotta do that with my metaphor <laughs> yeah no it was good i liked it there were some things that i'm like oh boz lerman you just can't can you you just can't help yourself you just got to put a banging, thumping bass in there. Mm-hmm. Big, dirty, stinking bass. Get out of here. That Eminem track, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. It's great. Some of it, So some of it was really fun. I like there was um, some slowing down of some things to mm-hmm. match the speed with faster things. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun, you know, tossing things up. I don't know why he had to make the, like, bomp, bomp, bomp music go, though. I, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. But I'm... I'm just confused. You're a purist. You want yeah, just... I am. Well, you can it's go true. home and listen don't to your tell records. Don't the audience, Matt. <laughs> I don't want them to think I'm old. If these people have been listening to the podcast and they haven't <laughs> clued in on this, then I don't think they've actually been listening. Yeah, it's true. I should hope they're not because the only thing I can imagine that's worse than watching 31 Elvis movies is then afterwards watching 31 episodes of our podcast. <laughs> Our podcast is okay, actually. I actually like it a lot, so never mind. If you if you laughed at that joke just now, um, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> like, an and subs- like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. We tricked Hit you. Hit that bell. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yes, I am generally proud of this side project, this whim yeah. that we did. <laughs> it, 
gosh, you know, I feel like a couple of kids on the playground that, like, start playing a game that they've made up, and they're like, these are the rules, and then they put the rules together, and everything gets going, and they're finally playing the game, and they're like, we don't like it, and they're like, we have to play it, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, we spent this amount of time. We gotta, we gotta do this. There's an element of that. Hey, man, I didn't do much with my life, but I did watch all 31 Elvis Presley movies and make a subsequent podcast. I helped, anyway. I didn't really do any. I didn't make the podcast, but I was there. Yeah. I'm basically the dad of this podcast. You're the Vernon. I'm Elvis's dad for this podcast. Uh, Means I'm a bad influence, and I shouldn't drink so much. (laughs) Now, that was the mom, too. Oh, right. Mama, I wish you wouldn't drink so goddamn much. (laughs) That was a good impression, Matt. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Oh, hey. Oh. Walk what right was your favorite one. part about the music? I was going to give a, a special shout out to the, uh, there was a fever crawfish mashup. Yeah. That was a very interesting choice, but I was like, damn, that that's good. good. I almost wish there was like more weird mashups on the, like the, yeah. al- the soundtrack album. Yeah. But yeah, every like weird collab that I decided to like throw in there, kind of it works. Yeah, I think it does work. So it's a solid album. Yeah, good album. Separate from the movie, but it works. They all work in context as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't like some of them still. Wow. Well, I mean, Sorry. Can't please everyone. I know. It's okay. I think... Th- I'm glad they had fun, though. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you they put they made something interesting and fun and different. So even if I don't like it, it still was... So and if, it, if that was a, a major contributing factor in, like, getting the younger crowd to enjoy the movie, then I'm so all for it. So be it. Yeah. So be it. If I've got to put... <laughs> some Doja Cat. Doja Cat, yeah. And Boots McGee, Made Montero, Lil Nas X... Oh, that took me longer than it needed to. Well, anyway, Little Nas X wasn't in there. I was going to say. Neither was Doja Cat. But No, uh, Doja Cat was in. Oh, Doja Cat was? Oh, that's pretty tight. Yeah, she contributed the song Vegas. Oh, sweet. Good job, Doja Cat. Thanks for getting children in to see the Elvis movie. <laughs> so, yeah, let's just, so let's briefly, since we're still bouncing around. In, with in summation. We're not summation yet. No, we're just talking about, so like the box office has been great. Yeah. Tell me about the numbers, Matt. Uh, I'm all about the numbers, Matt. I'm not going to give you any specifics. All I know for sure is that it's just behind like Bohemian Rhapsody, which was like a weird outlier that made like a billion dollars. Obviously, we're not seeing those kind oh. of numbers anymore. Oh. But as far as music biopics, it's like just behind that. Nice. I think it's number two good. overall for like all time. That's pretty tight. I'll, I'll allow it. And like we said, it's still playing in theaters right now. And it came out on digital last weekend. And uh, Yeah, I'm ex- so excited to be honest. I'm I'm really excited to just meet like I hope there's going to be more people with a big renewed interest in the in Elvis and like want to listen to his music more because I love his music so freaking much, bro. So some, some great, much. some great tracks. Some wonderful stuff. It was fun being in. There was a kid that was in. There was a little tiny little child, like mm, I don't know, there must have been like eleven that was yeah that was on my screen, and he was like, "Mom, what are we watching?" <laughs> and she was like, "Elvis." And he was like, oh. <laughs> like, he, he didn't know who the fuck Elvis was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was really funny. There was a really good mix of people, too, at the screening. Like, there was a lot of young people. That's good. Like, a lot. Nice. Yeah. I loved it. I had a great time. Yeah. I, I think we talked to each other, and if you were to throw a score on it, you said, like, a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'd give it a 7.5. Which is pretty much the consensus. I think it's got, like, a 78 on the old Rotten good. Tomatoes meter, and, like, the audience is right there. no. Gucci. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it was even better the second time around. Oh, yeah? I believe that. And, uh... It seems like a movie that would 
really appreciate upon a rewatch, you know? Anything else? You know, I pre-ordered that Blu-ray as soon as it was available, of course. Oh, yeah. Got to throw it in my collection. Matt and his collection. I think I I brought up that there was that Australian release of Tickle Me. Yep, you did. It was a region-free one, so I ended up getting it because, of course, I did. Nice. Um, So So do you have it all now? Well, everything that is currently available, which is still only like 13 out of the 31. Uh, You'll get there, Matt. Don't worry. <laughs> well, I mean, it's up to the studios. <laughs> I can't do anything. I can, I can pout and be like, wah, wah, wah. But do who, your best, Matt. who really it's wants, okay. yeah, to see like Stay Away Joe on Blu-ray? I, yeah, there's the fine line between wanting to support the release of physical media and not wanting to support garbage. <laughs> it is true. It is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So overall, good. Ten out of ten. We did really say all of our goodbyes in the other episode. Yeah. Well. Um. Everyone's talking about Austin Butler and how he seems like a shoe in for at least some kind of nomination come award season. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe I it. I believe it. I believe it, actually, yeah, because his performance was really good. It was really solid. Um, You know, I, I heard somebody was giving him crap because he couldn't drop the Elvis Voice? accent. Well, yeah. yeah. I thought that was funny. I mean, I was he, like, he said, like, he's been already, because of all the delays with the production and stuff. He had that much more time to just inhabit the character. So he pretty much lived as him for like two years. That's crazy, man. I know. That's that's, crazy. that's your dream. <laughs> Bro, I, I, God, you got to appreciate actors because like if I had to have an accent for two years <laughs> and then go to America and sign a picture and somebody's like, hey, wait a minute, that guy's got an accent still. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, <laughs> go away. <laughs> He's a star on the rise, and we're all looking forward yeah. to it. Well, we already uh, talked about how he's going to be in Dune Part 2. He's going to be playing yeah. the part that Sting played in the <laughs> damn uh, David Lynch version. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. Everyone's hoping that, that the, the weird winged metal thong comes back, but I'm sure they'll go a different direction with <laughs> the uh, costume design. Um, do you think he'll still sound like Elvis in that movie? Probably not. <laughs> Can you imagine how awesome Dune would be? I think it's not even that his like he still sounds like Elvis. It's just that his voice still is a bit deeper. Yeah. Than it was. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Honestly, if I could choose, maybe I'd, I'd probably throw hot. myself a deeper yeah. voice. Yeah. Why not? Fuck yeah. Bro, imagine I show up on a podcast and I talk like this all day. <laughs> uh, honey sugar crisp. Can't cereal. get enough of that sugar crisp. <laughs> <laughs> Austin Butler, eat your heart out. Um Hi, I'm I'm Matt and I got a low voice. Oh yeah. Come I'm losing light over here. We gotta we gotta wrap this up. Yes, please, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Matt, keep that in. (laughs) Uh you know what? That one I will keep in. In fact, you know what? What the heck? We'll just keep most of these random tangents in. Why not? <laughs> it's the finale. Okay, let's wrap it up, baby. Yeah, yeah. So final thoughts. What else do we have to say? So like, yes. Is the podcast over? Yes. Officially, yeah. we'll say it's over. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like... No, I want to say thank you. Yeah, yeah. As, uh, the same way I did in the last episode. Thank you all so, so much for engaging in our, our little project and liking it and following it and listening to it. When Matt first told me that we had anybody watching it, I nearly crapped my freaking pants. <laughs> I can't believe we got like a little dedicated fan base and they send us messages and 
Oh, y- y'all are just too sweet. We don't deserve you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Matt does. Matt deserves you. I don't deserve shit. Thank you so much for, for making it worth his while. <laughs> and uh, fucking thanks to Matt again. Is all- Round of applause to Matt, everybody. Well, thank you. Yeah, fucking geez. The project would not be happening without his hard work and dedication, editing these together, cutting out my bad jokes, and making this much more enjoyable to listen to. This wouldn't be possible without him. I don't know what he's going to do with all his spare time. I'm worried about him, honestly. I'm scared. If you guys could check in on him. Well, no, yeah. You know what I could do is I can go back to watching things that aren't Elvis related. (laughs) I mean. And with the conclusion of this podcast, Matt, we can all do the same thing with you. (laughs) It's true. What what movie are you going to watch? Well, I can go back to just. It doesn't matter because it (laughs) won't be an Elvis movie. (laughs) Yes. I was going to say, I'm I'm diving back into all my Jalos and Shaw Brothers Kung Fu films. That's great. All the the comfort movies. That's great, man. I think I'm going to go back and watch some 1930s black and white detective films. You still have all those early Akira Kurosawa movies that I linked to. Oh, God. They're all streaming on Plex. Oh, yeah, that's right, on Plex. God, I want to watch those so bad. Yeah. We got off topic. Thank you guys for joining us on our podcast. Matt, do you want to say thank you to the audience? Of course. Thank you to every single one of you that has listened and that will listen and that joined us on this journey. Uh, It's been quite a thing. (laughs) (laughs) There's a part of me that's just very glad, though, that we've reached the end. And more glad that my brain has accepted And is very actually happy about just like calling it quits. Yeah, good. I'm glad. <laughs> because thematically speaking, it's the way to go. We've if there's, there's anything we learned from the Elvis movie and Elvis's life is that you don't want to get stuck in a thing where yeah. <laughs> where you just keep doing it over and over again until it kills you. Yeah. Uh, whether it be the movies and, I- <laughs> and then the residency in Vegas, or just. <laughs> and for that reason, folks, we have to call it quits. Because it's literally killing us. <laughs> <laughs> We're all dying slowly, one day at a time. No, let's okay. Let's find one last positive thing to say. Um, yeah, one nice and, thing. And to on say. a high note, I mean, we've laughed a lot. We've laughed a lot. It's it's been fun. I think every episode, almost every single episode, I've I think I have made myself laugh at least, and I count that as a yeah, success. Yeah. What more can we? And ask? if you guys have laughed, oh, please tell me if you laughed because. After that Twitter comment, I'm starting to second guess myself. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you guys so much and goodbye. Yeah, so f- oh. I guess for the last time, let's do our sign off. Okay. We shall say thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you very, very much. much.